Galair, and welcome to the Loaf of Bread GA podcast, slicing into the GA of the past, present, and future. Join me, Jason Keelan, as we cut into the largest loaf of bread known to mankind. On Slice 9 this week, I have the chats with a Guinea and Kerry GA star defender who has more accolades in his back pocket than many. Rising star Owen Fitzgerald joins me for the chats on Peter Keane and John Shukra. Finding out he was on the team of the year in the middle of construction class, the Munster final chicken pox saga, marking one of the Cliffords, life in UCC, and the highlight of lockdown, the arrival of the PlayStation 5. But before we do that, let's take our usual trip through Owen's native area of Guinea in East Kerry, Bon Sultos. This week we move from Ailish Considine's home village of Kilmehill in West Clare down to a small village in the Schlieve Lucre area of South East Kerry called Guinea near Rathmore, not far from the border with rivals Cork. Boasting just under 300 residents, the hills and valleys surround an area steeped in history of farming and incredible traditional musicians. For a small village, it boasts one of the country's largest athletics clubs who have achieved success at county and national level. Schlieve Lucre itself encompasses many areas such as Castle Island, Ballydesmond, Abbey Field and Brosna, as well as having its own unique style of traditional music. A style which includes many polkas, double jigs, reels and the local jigs known as slides. Many famous musicians such as Julia Clifford, Paddy Cronin, Johnny O'Leary and Dennis Murphy all hail from the area. The master, as he was known, was one Padraig O'Keefe. When Paddy Cronin died aged 88 in 2014, it signalled the end of the Schlieve Lucre clan trained by O'Keefe as he was the last of his pupils. Paddy was once asked to help teach his musical skills commercially to a musician at one point. His reply to the musician was, Stick to the shit you're playing because there's no money in the real thing. That tells you all you need to know about how personal the Sleeve Lucre music was. In 1896 the village was the scene for one of the worst landslides in Irish history. The horrible weather of the winter took the lives of eight of the locals. The village of Guinea also boasts two sculptures of local icons. Firstly, actor and Shanachie Eamon Kelly. His statue was unveiled in 2003 after he had died aged 87 in 2001. Kelly had starred in Dublin's major theatres during the 1950s and 60s. In film, he is best remembered for his role as Screwballs O'Donnell in Brian Friel's famous Philadelphia Here I Come, for which he received a Tony Award nomination in the USA and, perhaps more importantly, has featured on the Leaving Cert before. He also starred in Juno and the Peacock and A Portrait of an Artist as a Young Man, two world-famous pieces of literature. Finally, poet Aon Rahala was also from the village. A man who might not be known to many, but is the creator of the famous Ashling poems of Ireland, where the land is shown as a beautiful woman who is desperate to revive the country. Its most famous, Gillina Gilla, is considered one of the great pieces of Irish writing, the brightest of the bright, whom I met upon my way. Guinea also boasts one of the GA and Kerry greats, a six foot two man who captained the senior team to victory in 1984 as the GA celebrated its centenary. Ambrose O'Donovan, played in the green and gold between 1984 and 1992. He was just 22 years old when he lifted the All-Ireland title. At the time, he was also the only East Kerry player on the team. James Weir of the Sligo team holds the honour of being the youngest. The cornerback was just 19 when he lifted the Nicky Rackard Cup as captain in 2019 in Crow Park. 
O'Donovan played alongside the great Jack O'Shea in the famous Kerry midfield at the time, and was succeeded as captain by the man who was the focal point of Slice 1 of the podcast, Paddy O'Shea. But nobody can take away the glory from the man. Three consecutive All-Irelands in 84, 85 and 86, in a team which is considered perhaps the greatest ever, is no mean feat. The village would win the Kerry Intermediate title in 2010, and had a double scores win over St Brackens of Clare to claim Munster, led by captain Don Murphy. The club has that amazing traditional GA feel to it. On the 2010 Munster final team, six Murphys, four O'Connors, three Sheehans and two O'Learys found their way onto the field of play that day. The club would ultimately fall at the second last hurdle St James of Galway after extra time. Nevertheless, they had done the village proud. As for Owen, football began, as he will tell you, at home with the family. Parents hailing from two clubs and living in Kerry meant the round ball was the main topic of conversation. Owen attended Mean Togues National School, a small two-teacher school, before moving on to Skull Fubble Schlieve Lucra in Rathmore. While there in 2019, Owen captained the school to their first ever appearance at a Kerry A County Final in the O'Sullivan Cup, a first for the school of around 300 pupils. In the same season, he captained the school to their first ever Munster B senior victory over Ross Carberry of neighbouring Cork. Sadly, the dream would end with heartbreak in the All-Ireland Final in a one-point defeat to Ross Common CBS in the Paddy Drummond Cup. At club level, Owen has spent his career in the back line by a short stint in midfield, but as he says, the football skills left him a little bit limited. With the Kingdom, Owen won Munster and All-Ireland titles at minor level in 2018 to coincide with the All-Star Award he received, which you'll hear a great story about. That was the county's fifth title in a row, a first in GA minor football history. Victory over Goalie was special, considering the tribesmen boasted names such as Tom O'Callaghan and Ryan Monaghan. Last season's Munster final win over Cork would be the only silverware, as the tribesmen stopped them getting to Croker in the semi-final. As for Guinagwilla, the fledgling defender has tasted victory at Division 3 Senior County League, while also winning three minor titles with his Kerry in 2017, 18 and 19, the latter of which as captain of the region, an honour not bestowed on many in the kingdom. As for the future, Owen called me a messer when I suggested he might be the next Seamus Moynihan, but why wouldn't he be? I'm sure the lads will slag him, but it is clear that he is determined to succeed and lives and breeds the green and gold. You only have to look at some of the clips of his performances and you can see that his tenacity alone has all the hallmarks of an O'Shea or a Moynihan or an O'Sullivan. In the 2018 All-Ireland Final, he kept Daniel Cox scoreless from fullback before he was subbed in 45 minutes. Indeed, watching the 2018 minor final again, cornerbacks Conor Flannery and David Mangan kept their men to two points in total from play. So the signs for the kingdom reigniting success are there. Whether they can come back to the level of the dubs is still there to debate, but certainly with the likes of Owen there, the future is bright. But of course, you can forget the young lads are still that. Young lads. And one story Owen didn't tell in the podcast that he told me after sums up schools football. Before the semi-final of the Kerry Schools Championship in 2018, Owen and the lads decided to skip class and hide in the canteen for hours before leaving for the game. But soon after hiding, they ended up in front of the principal and faced with the prospect of the game being cancelled. They were playing the SEM, better known as St Brendan's Killarney, a school with several O'Sullivan Cups. Rathmore had never beaten them at any level. Throw-in was at 1.30, and at 2.15 the lads were not on the pitch. And then, an hour late, they arrived in Dr. Croke's pitch. 
A conversation between the management of the team and the school principal meant their game went ahead, just about. Clearly, hiding in the canteen paid off. Rathmore beat Brendan's for the first time ever and went on to play public school Corkagwina. The lesson had been learned. You might be playing for the kingdom, but you can't hide in the canteen for too long without being found out. Let's hope Owen and the lads never get found out on the pitch in the years to come. And so, let's meet the man himself. Kinnigwilla and Kerry All-Ireland winner and future star for the kingdom, the gentleman himself, Owen Fitzgerald. Owen, Jason, how's it Not too bad. Not too bad, no. Fair play to you for coming on, the thanks inter- very much. <laughs> the internet's all right in me at the moment. Ah, that's all right, yeah. It's not too bad here. I've only it's only crashed once on me in the in the last few days, so it's not too bad. So <laughs> I was all down in Guinea. Ah, it's not too bad. No, but going through the lockdowns hard enough. But sure, what can you do? Yeah, I am. Pro- I am pronouncing the club right, haven't I? Is that is that how you pronounce? Are it? close enough. It's, it's a hard one to pronounce. It's a Guinea. Guinea. Yeah. No, I I job share and teaching at the moment uh, with a girl from Tralee. And when I was chatting to her last night, we were talking about a week parent-teacher meetings next week. And I said, yeah. her, I've driven through this place before, I said to her, but I said, I, I think I pronounced it wrong. And she said, Guinea Gula. And I was like, okay, definitely <laughs> pronounced it wrong anyway. How did you say it again? Uh, Guinea Gula. Guinea Gula, okay. Guinea is nearly easier yeah. than what she told me. So <laughs> Guinea yeah. Gula, okay. I'll, I'll do my best anyway. Yeah, the first one that I've asked everybody is... Um, who your GA influences growing up? I suppose for you around Schlieve Lucra and beyond as well. So, uh, I suppose uh, growing up anyway around where I'm from, there's uh, plenty of people you could look, look up to growing up. You the likes of uh, Seamus Moynihan and mm. Ian O'Mahony and Declan O'Sullivan, all uh, Tom O'Sullivan, I mean, all just over the road. Yeah. Uh, with my own club, the Inverkula, uh, we'd a a brilliant team from 2000s all the way to 2012 and there was plenty of lads you could pick off that uh, I suppose my favourite there was uh, a man by the name of Liam Murphy uh, oh yeah local man full yeah. forward <laughs> uh, full forward well well above before his time uh, played full forward for us for geez, 10, 12, 14 years maybe uh, especially they, they got a run in the intermediate All-Ireland series in uh, 2010 they got to the semi-final and what that man couldn't do that year I'm telling you <laughs> uh, and then I suppose when growing up and watching Kerry play my favourite player was always uh, Paul Galvin I just thought the determination and the passion that that man brought like was something else Joe, he, was, he was different you yeah. wouldn't say he was no, no footballer but what he brought to the table besides that was something else the fashion and, as well of course so <laughs> yeah, there's always been a contrast your own. I kind of like that, I think. Yeah. And um I think the one I got the the most stick about, Joe, I always had a favourite player in every position. And uh being a defender, the player I always looked up to was uh Ricey really? from Tyrone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um I remember just the way Joe, he was he was small, he was like myself kind of. I kinda of, I liked kind of base my play off him nearly. He was just small and tenacious. Joe, he didn't really care about anything and what was said about him, but yeah. he'd always give it give it his all all the same. You had no issues with your hair then either, no? Uh, Getting rubbed on the head. No, no. geez, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the area you're brought up in, uh Gwilla is famous as a, a trad music area. Is it something you're brought up in as well yourself or? Oh, geez, no, to be honest, I, I couldn't play any in, in, 
for you know, was uh, brought up in a football mad house. Yeah. Uh, the father was uh, both my parents are actually from uh, just over the border in Cork. Uh, my father would be from a small club called Not McGree. Oh yeah. Uh, they won the junior all Ireland there. I'd say three or four years back. And uh, the mother would be from Kishke and then uh, they're a senior club now in Cork at the moment, as far as I know. All right, I've definitely uh, them before. <laughs> no, definitely not. But uh, no, growing up it was always football, 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 and there was nothing else allowed being talked really in the house. Yeah, that sounds. Uh, it sounds about right. I suppose. Uh, with a with a second name like Fitzgerald, is the pressure on in Kerry <laughs> when you start playing football already? Is it? <laughs> yeah, you get you'd hear a few things thrown around. All right, you know, you, you must be good at football then. But she's, uh, I don't know, know about that. <laughs> I won't be the most skillful player you'd come across in me. <clears throat> you haven't done too bad for yourself already, anyway. So, all right, we're coming up and along nicely. Everything's going nicely at the moment. We'll see yeah. where it goes. So. <laughs> what, what was life? Uh, what was life like under the different uh, managers at minor county level? Uh, I suppose I've had. This is my third different manager now with Kerry, I suppose. I, I started with Peter Keane with the Miners. James Costello. I think just... Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, no, I, um, Didn't have him. I never had James never Costello. Never had him, okay. I, no, I was uh, gone by the time he came in. Uh, my year minor, I was managed by Peter Keane, and I thought just... Joy, he's a weird man in, in the sense he could be very serious, and then five seconds later, he could be <laughs> pulling the... the the Mickey out here. Yeah. Uh, but I thought, uh, just the way he approached the game, you know, it was always, he was always there as a friend more as a manager. I think he's a, a very approachable kind of manager. Uh, someone I always kind of liked. And then, I suppose last year, with the Kerry under 20s, we had uh, John Shukro. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, he was a, uh, he, there are two completely different managers, I suppose you'd say. He's a, a very serious man, but he brought he has a brilliant way of thinking about the game and how he wants to play his team. You know, it's he he brings kind of a, a basketball kind of hmm. strategy to the game, which I actually quite uh, liked a lot. And then, of course, this year now we've had uh, Declan O'Sullivan with the twenties, and uh, unfortunately, I haven't had the chance to meet him yet now because of the whole COVID situation. Yeah. But uh, look, he was always a player I kind of looked up to as well when I was growing up. So I'm, he's someone I'm very looking forward to meet with, to be honest. Yeah, he's, uh, he's quite an illustrious career behind him as well, I suppose. And uh, for yourself, getting on the 2018 uh, minor all-star team, fifth consecutive title for the county as well, was that the, is that the high point of the career so far? Uh, I don't know, it's tough to say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't play the sport for any individual awards. Uh, yeah. Funny enough... I, I'd say I was the last person in Kerry to find out I'd have won. <laughs> I remember I was, uh, I was inside in a construction class in school at the time and uh, another player, the midfielder who got it, uh, goes to school with me. His name was uh, Dara Raleigh. Hmm. And uh, everyone knew that morning that Dara got it. And uh, Joey, the construction teacher, would be a bit easy on the phone and stuff. <laughs> so we all said we'd get around one phone and look at the team that was picked and Joey and goalie whoever that was and then I saw, they all saw myself full back and Jesus we all looked at each other and we were shocked <laughs> place <laughs> erupted uh, <laughs> it wasn't something I was expecting but uh, it was a uh, it was a nice one to get added on to the end of the year Joe. I think it was a very special year um, to get the five in a row you know 
we never talked about it, but when it actually did happen, then it was you know, it was just an unbelievable feeling. And uh, I think especially the way we came through that competition, there was a lot of close, tight games that could have went mm. either way. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'd say that construction class was interesting. They said T squares and pencils and stuff flying around the room after uh, after the announcement was made. So <laughs> <laughs> I really feel sorry for that teacher. Uh, Curtis. Really? <laughs> uh, uh, mark my words, he was joining in. Ah, fair enough. He's <laughs> east out. So yeah, was uh, was getting picked on the team. Like when you think about it, you know the the lads who selected it, like you, Ali Canning, Sean Kavanagh, I think Daniel Goulding. Um, <laughs> Like the massive names of the GA who selected that team, it must have been. I know you say you don't want the individual awards, but at the same time, you must have been like, Jesus Christ! Like these are these are big names that have picked me. Oh, Jesus! Yeah, I was, I was ecstatic when I got it. Yeah. Uh, even when I got the <clears throat> award on the day, I remember I was sitting at the table, and uh, it was Sean Kavanagh. I think, uh, if my memory serves me right, he was handing out the awards. And I was sitting, I was waiting for my name to be called out, and I was, my hands were getting all sweaty. Jeez, <laughs> I'm going up here now talking to Sean Kavner, and I didn't know what I was going to say. To him. <laughs> but, uh, but no, it was obviously it was uh, it was a great thing to to receive. Uh, I wasn't expecting it uh, to be honest. I I didn't have a great start to that year, but I thought the way I suppose the way I finished it off was what pulled it over the line for me. Yeah, what what would you say? Say the negative start of the year, what went wrong for you? Uh, I don't know. I suppose we started in Turles against uh, Tipperary. Uh, we won by say, three points. It was a brilliant Tipperary minor team. They pushed mm. us all the way. I didn't have a bad game, but you know, there was a few times I slipped inside and I was like, <laughs> geez, what's, what's been wrong here now? And uh, I suppose we went back training and we played uh, Dublin in a challenge game, I'd say. Two weeks, I'd say, before the, the Munster final, or a week, maybe. Mm. And uh, the game was on, I'd say, in Westmeath or Limerick or somewhere. All right. And uh, I, was on, I was on a big full forward now from Dublin. I'd be far from a, from a tall man. <laughs> and they lumped high ball in on top of me all day long. <laughs> and it's fair to say, by the time the Munster final came around, <laughs> I wasn't playing full back anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was after being relegated to the bench for that game, I'm afraid. And you know, but it was it was it was a weird perspective to, to watch that game. I think we won a, we won the game by a last minute point in a, at a time. Hmm. Uh, Jack O'Connor from Beaufort came off the bench and scored it, and uh, I got no run out in the game. And you know, I, was, I kind of went home that night, and I was, you know, I, was I was annoyed to say the least. You know, yeah. I was like, I was bad, but um, I didn't think I, I wasn't bad to, to get on and you know, Peter rang me the next. I woke up the next morning, and I kind of I had an itchy forehead. My arm was feeling itchy, and uh, Peter Keane, who was the manager at the time, rang me. He was like, "Look, that's behind us now. We have a new championship. Uh, we're training tomorrow." And so I went to school that day, and I was getting itchier and itchier all day. I was like, "What's the story here?" And I came home from school, and I told mum. My uncle went down with something here, and she was like, "Go into bed." And I went to sleep for a few hours, and I woke up. I'd say nine o'clock that night and I covered from head to toe in chicken pox. Stop. And I had to, yeah, I to say I was delighted that I wasn't playing night before then because I'd say if I was playing, I would have got an awful roasting. <laughs> well, whoever you were marking would have come out, uh, could have, would have come out <laughs> the worst. Well, well, so. right, to ring Peter in, I said, <laughs> uh, he would have been a bad way too. Yeah. Uh, but I said, right, I better ring Peter in now and tell him I can't come train tomorrow. 
uh, of the chicken pox and I picked up the phone anyway. He said, Fitzy, how are you? I was like, or not today. And I said, uh, I'm after going down with the chicken pox. And Joy, I heard a loud laugh coming from the other end of the phone. And he was saying, you're joking. And I think, no, no, I'm, I'm serious now. And he was like, this isn't just because of what's happened in the, in the Mustafa. I was like, no, Peter, I, I swear to God, no. That's that is. You're having to send a photo as a WhatsApp, was it? You know, here's proof, like. No, he said, right, so I'm out of coin training the next uh, night. And um, the the boys from Ratmore who were on the squad, I used to travel train with them. And uh, the minute they walked in the door, Peter Keane was there standing with the hands crossed and saying, what's wrong with Owen in me, lads? And they all said, no, he has chicken box, I swear, I swear. <laughs> and he said, do you have any photo of him? And they said, no. And uh, they gave me a, a, a ring on the phone. And he said, Fitzy, Peter's here and he wants to see a photo to prove the chicken pox. And I took off all here there and sent it around to Peter Keane. And she was kind of looking at me like, what would Peter Keane want to be doing seeing a half-naked boy here? Like, <laughs> prove the chicken pox. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's, but, a, uh, that's he, a unique story. He, anyway, got his he got his picture in me. He got his picture in me and uh, the trust was uh, made from there on, I think, and it uh, pushed me on in for the rest of the season. That's brilliant, yeah. Uh, what's the dressing room like? Uh, it's always just one of these places in East Kerry, playing with East Kerry, like you've got like yourselves, you know, f- it was a Friaries, Fossa, Glenn Flesk, Kilcommon. Like there's a Reiki in the dressing room who are all rivals. Like do you get on as a team or is it easy to get on? Uh, I think uh, once once you're outside the, the East Kerry dressing room, there, there's no such thing as friendship. But uh, yeah. When you're inside there, then, you know, you all come together. Uh, mm. I suppose growing up um, all the way, you, know, you would have played minor and uh, under 21 with East Kerry. So you kind of have a fair idea of the lads you were playing with anyway, and you'd all be fairly friendly enough. Um, but when it, <clears throat> it's outside East Kerry dress room, then you'd have no bother pulling the jersey off the men's back. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> And uh, you've lost uh, down in Kerry. You've lost the likes of Davidas and Stefan to Brisbane and Geelong. Is it is it just the temptation of playing abroad and going travelling for a while? That's just too good to turn down, or I don't know. I don't know. It's when an opportunity like that presents yeah. itself to you, it's hard. It's hard to say what you do. Mm. You know, you it's a professional lifestyle over there. You're playing sport. You're doing what you love twenty four seven. You're getting paid for it. Like yeah. I think if you offered it. I think if you offered any man that, he'd struggle to turn it down. Like uh, saying that, though, for me and me personally, I think Joe, you you always grew up to play in the green of gold of Kerry, and was it was never any other jersey. Yeah, I suppose even when you look at like uh, Ty Canelli went out, but he still couldn't resist a chance to to come back and. No, and... he had to come back. Fairly handy Same for him as... though. Handy for him to come back and win the All Ireland. Like you know, there's not many <laughs> lads in Westmead who come back and just say, "Oh yeah, I'll just come back to win the All Ireland, and then I'll I'll go again." You know. <laughs> The luxury, I suppose, comes with living down here, I suppose. It is, yeah. It's the luxury of the kingdom. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What's it like bringing the cup round to the schools? Uh, is it like, you know, Jesus Christ-like, or is it, you know, this is class, or are you, like, absolutely shitting yourselves going in? <laughs> uh, I think it, it depends on the school and uh, the age of the pupils inside the school, Joe. Yeah. So going to the old primary schools, especially where I'm from, a lot of the schools would only be two or three teacher schools, and they don't yeah. have 30 or 40 pupils inside there. Hmm. Uh, so you know it's only go in and you'd know half the pupils and it's only a laugh yeah. I remember one school actually in particular uh, it's called Shrone National School 
there's only about 15 pupils in it and uh Joe, we all went in we had a we had our conversation with the lads and we went out on the the field at the back of the pitch then and had a game of football for half an hour with them Joe. Yeah. Like, uh, relaxed you know and then you went to secondary school and there's lads in here older than yourself you'd be saying <laughs> you'll be bricky by up on stage like to talk in front of them like gee what, what are these guys going to think of me like <laughs> yeah that was brilliant yeah no i was kind of wondering what it was like when you go to the secondary especially when like it's sort of fair chance there's there's a chunk of the, the lads in there who are definitely bigger than you older than you and you're there not talking down to them but you're like you know trying to inspire them with your victory and they're kind of going what is this gobshite you know talking to me about so yeah absolutely even if i was down there myself i'd be looking up saying what's this man on about like <laughs> yeah that's brilliant uh what's been the best uh the best celebrations and the best moments with the with the Kerry lad so far uh, i suppose with Kerry so far and made the highlight has to be uh, winning the All Ireland the minor, obviously, mm. and uh, winning the under twenty Munster final just this year gone by. Yeah. I suppose um, this year in particular uh, with the under twenties, we we beat Cork down in Tralee, I'd say, on the the Tuesday night. And um, as luck would have it, it was Rag Week in Limerick, <laughs> so I remember we all went we all went out in Tralee that night and. Uh, we got the, the green bus from Tralee to Limerick at around three o'clock in the morning. And we all rocked up into the student accommodation that morning, nine o'clock, still still drunk on the way to the pub to, to have a few more cans. And uh, I think that was two or three days before the country went into lockdown as well. So it was the right way to end it. Anyway. <laughs> you timed that one fairly well. Um, <laughs> what, does, uh, what do you think, speaking, I suppose, since the COVID set in, what do you think, uh, what's the future for carry football after COVID eventually hopefully goes away uh, I think in Kerry you always mm. kind of have to be optimistic somewhere yeah. some way or another you know, but there's there's plenty of players there uh, especially with the senior setup. I think Joe was a bad year last year now and there's no there's no doubt about that mm. I remember I watched the game at home in my sitting room uh, sitting by the fire and Joe uh, Joe Kerry were up uh, in the last few minutes and mm. me and my brother and my father were all sitting by the fire and we saw the high ball come in and uh, my father started laughing and they kicked the first. And he said, is this all they have? And then the ball tumbled into the, in, into the net. My brother jumped off the couch and said, oh, for <laughs> a word like that. <clears throat> and the shock in the room for about 10 minutes, it was complete silence. And then the realisation set in and the absolute anger. Yeah. I tell you, we, we went to the shop that night, bought two crates of Heineken and drank the sorrows away. <laughs> as as has to be done after that. It's gas that your father, <laughs> uh, your father just, you know, was laughing at the high ball. That's uh, there's some sort of, <clears throat> I don't know what you call it, karma or something in that though. Yeah, there's <clears throat> a bit of irony there now. Definitely irony, yeah. Who's the, uh, who's the toughest lad you've ever marked, would you say, in your club or county that you've come across or uh... any particular standout ones? That's that's a good question, I suppose. Um, with with the club, anyway, uh, you know, we've had some good battles. The last I've played senior now the last two years, and mm. we reached reach the the junior semi final last year, and we're waiting to play the junior final. But I suppose this year in particular, we played Fossa in the semi final, and you know, Dave Dave Clifford full forward, Paddy centre forward, you know, it's a dynamic 
duo that you yeah. have to kind of come across. And I'd uh, I'd the chance to mark Paulie that day, and he's just a player who just keeps running and running, and he's an absolute dog, and he has to be the toughest player I've ever marked. Okay, he would not give you one minute to rest, and I think he he's a player who going forward for Kerry especially could be nearly the the key key to the jigsaw. Okay, sure. Uh, just, what, what, just what he brings. Right. Okay. That's a uh, that's interesting. Oh, yeah. And the quick fire round. Uh, I'm going to change one of the questions just slightly, just after uh, after saying that, and see what you say in a few minutes. So, uh, and uh, how's the studying going with the the English and the history? Ah, uh, jeez, it's tough enough now at home. <clears throat> uh, I got mm. the Christmas results there not too long ago, and luckily enough, I I passed them all, so I was only delighted with that. Now. Happy days. Yeah. But um, yeah, happy days. Uh, but it's I'm in second year now in UCC. Uh, to be honest, the only the only reason I chose UCC is I saw it as a a place where footballers can thrive really. Yeah. Uh, with Sigerson, and that yeah. was a, that was my sole reason for picking UCC. And the way the way I have to say the way they take care of their players up there is absolutely outstanding. There's there's nothing too much that they they can do for you. Oh, that's good. Yes. Um. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, a well known place, in Sigerson. That, anyway. Hopefully now next year I'll be back on campus and uh, we can enjoy the quality. Hopefully I play a bit of play some Sigurdsson and we can enjoy the 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 on life campus in college. Brilliant, yeah. Um, the last question then that I've started to ask everybody before I do the quick fire round is: uh, Have you ever had any luck in the club lotto? It's a vital question. No, I, my my name's never been drawn out in the club lotto. Funnily enough, it always seems to be the legend in the top table whose name's drawn out. However, that happens. <laughs> There's no uh, no accusations we throw out there whatsoever. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're happy enough, I want to play the uh, the quick fire round. Uh, we'll give that a go before I uh, before I let you go. I presume you're studying away there, obviously. So I don't want to be uh, don't want to be taking your Thursday night away. You know yourself. So. Oh no! Uh, PlayStation Five came this morning, so. <laughs> Oh, Grant. Oh, geez, we should talk about that for a while. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, the quick fire round since uh, since the podcast is called The Loaf of Bread after uh, after Paddy O'Shea's famous speech to the the Westmead lads here in uh, 2004. So the quick fire round is called uh, Cutting the Crusts Off because you're a little shit who won't eat them for your mother. So it's <laughs> very aptly named quick fire round. So, uh, yeah, they're just uh, there's about 20 questions or so. And it's just, you know, answer away, whatever you want. What's your favorite ground you've ever played in? Uh, simple stadium, uh, brilliant, brilliant grass there. Okay, and uh, the least favorite ground, uh, Rabig in Ratmore, the neighboring club. Never <laughs> warm there, I swear to god, it could be snowing on the hottest day of the year in Rabig. <laughs> That's a lie, anyway. Uh, would you be more the hand pass or drive it long? Uh, I'd be more a hand pass, I'm afraid. Keep, keep it tidy, nice okay. and tasty. The real carry weight, and uh, short kick out or long kick out. Oh, drive it out the centre. <laughs> Don't be putting me under pressure. Uh, as a supporter, would you go for the the tea and the hang sandwiches or the pre-match pub? Uh, the tea and the hang sandwiches. You you got to keep it traditional. Yeah, very good. Uh, hats, flags, scarves, or headbands. You can pick one. Uh, has to be the hat. 
those yeah. flags are far, are far too annoying when you're trying to watch a game. <laughs> I've, I've, I've gotten angry at enough lads at games with, with them. Oh, good enough, yeah. Uh, are you more of a Marty or a Des man? Oh, the Marty party all day long. Marty I'd party, love it. Who's your favourite pundit on telly, male or female, any sport? <sighs> That's a tough one, no. There's not too many of them I like. <laughs> I suppose... Uh, I suppose uh, Tomas O'Shea would uh, be my favourite. Uh, he he seems fair and he speaks a bit of sense and you don't see that too much now. Yeah, good stuff. I'll take that. Uh, I'm going to change this one from uh, what I've asked to everybody else. Uh, which of the Cliffords could you pick? If you had to pick one. Uh, if I was if picking for an inter-county team, I'd have to pick David. Uh, just what he can bring to that. Okay, and uh, what's the funniest or craziest thing that's ever been shouted at you from a sideline? That's a tough one now. <laughs> uh, especially when, I, when I'm playing, I tend not to listen to what's <laughs> being shouted at me. Well, I tell you, uh, up to our fullback, Eddie O'Sullivan, who was captain, he's still, I think, my favourite one. He said there was a game where, it was a challenge game, I think, he came home from the pub or celebrating at seven in the morning, the game was at 11, and midway through the game, the manager just turned to him and just said, Eddie, just come off. He wasn't subbing him or anything. He just said, just just come off. It's, it's easier <laughs> if you just come off. So, yeah, if there's anything like that, uh, you can think of. <laughs> it's, you know, um, oh, I, I can It wasn't shouted to me, uh, but I remember the first time I played a, a minor game. I was only, I was 15, and it was against Dr. Crooks in a Division One County League game. And uh, the great Ambrose O'Donovan was uh, managing right. us at the time. The man himself. And, uh, he pulled me aside before we went out and he said, Owen, I want you to go out there, shake your man's hand and tell him you know his sister. <laughs> <laughs> and I did it and I got a desperate thump off your man and he was three years old, three or four years older than me and I felt it. <laughs> that is brilliant. That's, that's, I think that's one of your favourite, definitely. Yeah. Uh, if there was a, a GA transfer market in the morning, who would you buy in for the Kerry team? One player. <sighs> Boy in. I think it has to be Johnny Cooper. Ooh. I think he's a, a player who yeah. could really make I think he's a player who could really make a difference for a team like Kerry. He's tough, tenacious, uh, man marking cornerback, uh plenty of grit in him, and I think he's someone Kerry really need at the moment. Okay, I like that. Yeah. What's your favourite boots? Uh my favourite boots. I think they're the ones I have at the moment. They're the Adidas little zones, Do you know the the black ones with the yeah. pink, the red stripes, and I'm like, they, I've dimmed now at the moment, and I have to say they're a lovely boot, but they came at some price. <laughs> to set you back a few, are you uh, studs or moles? Oh, studs all day long. Studs all day. Uh, uh, or, uh, when I was uh, playing oh. with the the East Kerry Miners, Seamus Mining was many just the first year. And uh, I remember we played mid Kerry in Beaufort, and I'd say it was 19 degrees outside. And the fullback for our team, uh, Chris O'Donoghue, went out in moles. And uh, Seamus saw him, and he pulled him aside and said, What are you doing wearing moles? When you're playing fullback, you can never wear moles. Six studs only. <laughs> That's brilliant. I love that one. Uh, sweeper or no sweeper? If I was watching a game, I hate to play it to see a sweeper but if I'm playing in the game I love to see a sweeper in front of me yeah I was, I was going to say actually uh, Kieran Hanley the quarterback for Octorard, uh, we changed the boys changed the question for him and said do you need five or six sweepers you know when he goes <laughs> when he goes marauding up the pitch so uh, what's your favourite sport outside of the GA? 
I did a lot of swimming growing up, but uh, I think my sport to watch would have to be rugby. Mm. Uh, I could watch that all day long and brilliant characters in that sport too. Mm. Brilliant. Uh, what's the best holiday you've ever been on? A holiday, that's something I could do right now with all this COVID stuff. We all, we all, we all could. <laughs> but, uh, <coughs> I went to uh, Florida, I'd say, with the family about five years ago for two weeks, Florida and New York, and it was some experience. Yeah, Just uh, the lifestyle out there is very different to here. It is, yeah, lovely spots as well. And uh, the last of all the questions then, uh, in your lifetime, who has been the best GA player? <sighs> I'd have to say the Gooch, and I don't think there's any competition there. I think he's oh, right. the greatest man ever to yeah, football boots. Set, setting the marker down for uh, for the rest of the guests to come on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, we've had a bit of everyone, in fairness. Um, we had a, we've had a few interesting ones, which is good. So, uh, yeah, Gooch, I think that's think that's the first the Gooch has come up as well, um, which is good. <laughs> I, I'll have to add him to the list. Um Oh and yeah, that's uh that's all all the crack I have anyway. And uh, look, you're an absolute uh, an absolute gent for uh, taking time out of which I'm sure you're studying away there. The PlayStation is uh, we can edit that out that you have a PlayStation. You know, we don't have to say that if you don't want. Um, but yeah, look, you're a star. Oh, definitely, yeah, you're a star. Thanks so much for joining me on uh, on the podcast, and uh, the best of luck when things pick up again. And uh, hopefully, we'll see you. Uh, maybe Tyke Morley might be uh, quaking in his boots. You never know. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. Not at all. Best Thanks. Good luck with the yeah. rest of the podcast. Thanks a million, man. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you again soon, hopefully. So take it easy. So, man. Good Cheers luck. on. Slon, slon. Coming up next week on the Loaf of Bread GA podcast, we cut into our next slice. Paddy, I have to ask, I suppose it was a, one of my favourite songs in the 90s was uh, by a band called Corner Shop. But uh, that song, Brimful of Ashes, has since been uh, reimagined. Have you anything, uh, anything to say about the famous Paddy Column chant? <laughs> oh, that was a good, a good friend of mine, Paul Gill, thought he came up with that. And, um, he got that going, I think it was actually after a league final. We were in O'Donoghue's in Dublin and uh, we are after losing to Offaly and he had, he, Brave Giant were, were playing in O'Donoghue. Yeah. Started singing that out loud and so everyone started singing. And I don't know if it made me look good or bad. But, uh, <laughs> well, on Slice 10, I have the chats with three stars of the current Longford Senior Men's Football Panel. Kilo's Danny Mimna, Father Manningale's goalkeeper Paddy Collum, and my cousin Dara Doherty from Mostrum GEA. We chat everything from the Paddy Collum chants, Danny taking water from a homeless man in Dublin, Dara recovering the O'Byrne Cup from the Gardaí, Paddy Power tweeting about Paddy's hat, the Royal Rumble in Spain, and much more. Don't miss it. Until next Thursday morning, Slonagy.